On today's episode of the podcast, we're going to talk about what to do when the scale goes up. I guarantee that your current reaction to seeing the scale go up is hindering your weight loss progress and it's not helping you get anywhere. It's not helping your brain change and it's not helping you lose weight permanently. It's keeping you stuck and in the emotional pain that you're currently in. So in this episode, I'm going to walk you through three very simple steps to productively uh, do when you see the scale go up because it's not actually the end of the world. Okay, let's dive in. Hi, I'm Haley. I've been a nutritionist for over 10 years and I saw firsthand how the diet industry works, but mostly doesn't work to help you lose weight. Then I found myself 20 pounds overweight and realized the weight loss struggle has nothing to do with what you eat, but why you eat. So I went on a mission to explore the brain and its role in weight loss. And now I help my clients lose 30 pounds in 90 days by wiring their brain to weight loss. On this show, you are going to learn how to wire your brain to lose weight so that you never have to diet, restrict, deprive, or willpower again. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're going to talk about what to do when the scale goes up. This one is super fun for me because there is so much opportunity for growth when the scale does go up that we completely ignore because we're too busy freaking out and judging ourselves for the scale having gone up. So in this episode, we're going to really dive into like all of the things. I'm going to give you a really nice step-by-step process so that you feel confident and comfortable when the scale goes up, like you feel like you are growing and moving forward and not doing what you've been doing when the scale goes up, because I guarantee you it doesn't work. It's not going to help with anything. So usually when the scale goes up, we go into this like reaction response. Um, We react with a restrictive diet. I used to be like, you know, I'm only going to eat hard-boiled eggs or I'm only going to have a smoothie um, or I'm, I'm cutting out sugar. I hear that one a lot too from clients like, well, I'm just going to cut out sugar or I'm only going to have grapefruit for a day or some, I used to skip events. Like I'd be like, I can't go to dinner. Or I can't go do the thing because I have to like be on this diet. And then I would probably like sit home and eat anyways. <laughs> super, super productive. Um, but we usually give ourselves a lot of actions that we have to complete. So we see the scale go up. Okay. I'm going to cut out these foods. I'm only going to eat this. I'm going to go to the gym for two hours. I'm going to get in this many steps. And we give ourselves this nice to-do list that does not help us get anywhere. We usually can't follow through on the to-do list. And that's because looking at our actions only 
doesn't take our brain into account. It doesn't consider where actions come from, why we take actions. Every action that we take comes from a thought process. And so in equal measure, the the actions that you're trying to take when the scale goes up, those are coming from a thought process, but also the actions that you took that caused the scale to go up came from a thought process. And so when we focus on like this reacting to the scale goes going up, we're reacting with a new diet, we're reacting with you know this to-do list of actions that we have to complete. We are missing the real growth opportunity, which is why did the scale go up? What thought process caused the scale to go up? A lot of times we jump into judgment of the scale going up and of ourselves, we don't even look at the actions that we were taking. We just like try to pretend like that didn't exist. Like that didn't happen. Okay. I'm going to forget about it. I'm going to forget about everything that happened yesterday and everything that happened last week and all of that. And I'm just going to do these things now moving on. And we miss the growth. We miss the opportunity to learn why that happened, why we did that so that we can permanently change it moving forward. That's what my program, what I do with my clients is all about, is like permanent change. We don't affect permanent change with a to-do list, with a list of actions that we have to complete. We only affect permanent change when we are able to see what happened in our brain, what thought process created the actions that we took, And then say, okay, I'm going to do this instead. Next time, I'm going to do this. When this pops up, I'm going to do this. That's how we change. That's how we change our brains. And that's how we lose weight permanently. We don't lose weight permanently with a to-do list of actions that we have to complete. Because those actions aren't coming from a conscious thought process that we took the time to create. They're just coming from us judging ourselves, being mad that we that the scale went up, freaking out. That's not a permanent place of change. So what we miss is this focus on our brain. And there's a couple of very specific steps I take my clients through, I teach my clients to do. And that's what I'm going to talk you through today. So what you're doing now We see the scale go up and we just go into panic mode. There's no assessment of why. What was the thought process that caused the scale to go up? We just go into judging ourselves. And like I said, it's kind of like this. It's not just a judgment. It's also ignoring everything that preceded the scale going up. Like I'm not even going to look at it. I'm such a bad person. This is the worst thing that's ever happened. I don't want to even look at what, why the scale went up. I'm going to forget that the last week even happened. I'm terrible. (laughs) And I'm just going to do this list of things now. And usually that's an extreme diet. Beating ourselves up mentally, um, cutting out foods, saying I'm only going to eat 
you know, X, Y, Z for the next week or whatever, which maybe it lasts that first day. Maybe you can get through that first day, but beyond that, it usually doesn't last. And what usually happens is we just increase our desire for food because we're really not addressing our brain. We're not addressing what's behind those actions. We're kind of like trying to force them in and we're not looking at what's going on in our brain at all, our thought processes. And we just increase our desire and it all kind of backfires. So what, you know, judging ourselves, telling ourselves we're going to go on this extreme or restrictive diet, um, it does not lead to the result of the scale moving down. What it usually does, and it doesn't lead to any sort of actual weight rebound, any sort of growth for you, any sort of permanent learning and change. It just increases your desire for food. It also increases the amount of frustration that you have in terms of the effort that you're putting forward and the result that you're getting. So you're putting forward this effort of beating yourself up, going on this restrictive diet, giving yourself a really long to-do list of things that you have to complete in order to get the scale to go down, but then the scale doesn't go down. So you've put in all of this effort and nothing has changed. So many people I talk to, this they're, this is where they are. They're like, I've been putting in all of this effort and the scale doesn't change and I'm so frustrated. I'm like, yeah, that is frustrating. It's freaking really frustrating. And this is exactly why that's happening because you're focusing on your actions. You're not focusing on your brain. You're not focusing on where those actions are coming from. And by giving yourself that to-do list of actions that you can't have all of these foods increases your desire for those foods. And there's no brain management happening. So you can't even get yourself to a place where you can like tamper that desire or work through cravings. And what I like to say is like, when you swing the pendulum really far one way, all you're going to get is an equal swing in the opposite direction. So if you react to the scale going up with a restrictive diet, you're pulling that pendulum all the way up. And what it's going to do is just swing equally the opposite direction, which is a binge. What I want for everybody, for you listening to this podcast and for you to take away is how to get the pendulum just at rest in the center. We want all of this to be neutral. We don't need to swing it at all. We don't need to react at all when the scale goes up. There's no reason to freak out. I actually have, this has come up so much lately. It's funny. Everything in coaching and weight loss. And like, I work with a lot of people. I have a huge amount of people in my program. And somehow they are always going through the same thing at the same time. It's the wildest thing. So lately this has been coming up with the the scale, like not moving the way we want it to move. Um, and I had, I actually was, had somebody on a discovery call the other day and they're like, do you ever, do you ever just not know why the scale goes up? I was like, no, I never don't know. I always know. She's like, what about mystery hormonal issues? And I was like, nope, it's never happened. I'm not saying that it hasn't ever happened, but 
it has never happened where I don't know where someone comes and they're like, this is my thought process. My brain is completely on board. My everything that I'm thinking aligns with the result of weight loss, but the scale went up and I'm like, wow, that's a hormonal mystery. Nope. Never happened to me with my clients. I always know (laughs) there's always a reason. And if it is truly hormonal, so for women, we have a cycle. If the scale goes up truly because of that cycle, there isn't a panic. You as the person who's going through that cycle and stepping on the scale, seeing it go up, you're like, oh, I know exactly why this is. It's because of my cycle. It's not because of some mystery hormone. So even if it is hormonal, it's not a mystery and we don't freak out about it. But what it always is, is the thought process. Always the thought process. And actually this, this came up today on our coaching call was a couple of people were like, well, I've just hit this plateau in my weight. And so maybe my body is at this set point. The, the word set point and the word homeostasis in terms of weight came up a couple of times. Maybe my body is just at this weight that it does, it's never going to leave. And it was so interesting because they would tell, they would kind of throw that out there, but they were also saying like, well, the, you know, the scale hasn't been moving. I've just given up. I'm not processing my urges. I'm not doing the work. I'm not checking in with my body. I'm not honoring my time, like all those things. And then they'd be like, and maybe my, maybe my body has just hit this homeostasis. Maybe I've just hit my set point. Nope. (laughs) You just told me why your weight isn't moving. It's the result of all of those thoughts that you just gave me. And I would also like to offer that, yes, there is a place, I think, where our body will sit comfortably at its at a weight. However, 99% of where your weight is sitting is a result of how you're thinking. If you're coming to me for help, for guidance, your body is not sitting at this natural weight where it wants to be. You, my friend, are stuck in a thought process that is causing your weight to be stuck. That's what it is. You're not like, nobody who comes to me is like at this happy homeostasis weight (laughs) they're coming to me because they know that there's a thought process going on that they want to change and they don't know how to change it and they need my help to change it. (laughs) Your body has not hit its happy weight. And I told all of these people that I coached through this, let's lose the weight that you want to lose. Let's get your, get your body to that weight, to your goal weight that you've set. And then we can decide if you would rather go back up to the weight that you're at now, which I guarantee you're not going to, you don't want to be here because your brain is still freaking out and it's causing your weight to be that. So we want it to get it to a place where it's not freaking out, where you have this beautiful, natural, um, 
thought process that is causing this weight that feels very free and effortless and then tell me that you want to go back up, which will mean go going back to those old thought processes. What we want is this much more comfortable, freeing place in our brain. And that's when we know that our weight has is sitting naturally. Anyways, so um, <laughs> it is so interesting how these patterns arise. But what we do that isn't working is we go to this restriction. And this doesn't work because our brain isn't on board. Restriction is really an action that's caused by a thought process. And when we don't have our brain on board for that restriction, like if you came to me and you were like, I am cutting out um, sugar because I really want to. I love how I feel when I'm not eating sugar. I love um, the feeling of being able to say no to a cupcake, even though, you know, I might want to eat it a little bit. I also really love like not doing that. I love how I feel in my body, my sleep so much better. I love watching the scale go down. All those things. I would say, yes, hundred percent cut out sugar. You are, your brain is on board. But when you come to me and you say, the scale went up, I'm freaking out. I think I should just cut out sugar. I haven't been able to get past this weight for a while. I'm really worried that um, something's going wrong. And I think if I just cut out sugar, maybe I'll be able to figure this out. Then no, that is restriction. You are just choosing this action of restriction, but your brain is not on board. You just told me all of these thoughts that don't align with you actually successfully cutting out sugar. What you're going to get, because your thoughts are centered so much around panic and worry and um, I don't know if I can do that, like doubt, what you're going to create, what your result is going to be, is a scale continuing to go up. You continuing to not honor your body. You continuing to not do the work consistently to change your brain. You continuing to ignore what's actually causing the result of the scale going up. So just throwing out this restrictive action of I'm going to cut out sugar is not going to help with anything. It's going to make it worse. We can't focus on that because we you're missing the point. The point is that your brain isn't on board. And so when you as soon as you try to implement that action, you're we're going to swing that pendulum all the way to the other side. And we're going to get a binge. And guess what happens when we restrict and binge? Our weight goes up and down and up and down. And it never really moves anywhere. <laughs> Consistently. It doesn't go down. It just goes up and down and up and down and it stays the same or it slowly creeps up. Skipping events does not work. We're trying to, again, change the action without changing our brain. It's not the event that's causing you or going to cause you to overeat. It's your brain. It's how you're thinking about the event. If, again, if you tell me, you know, I am going to skip this event because 
I am really worried about what I'm going to eat there. And I just feel like I'm not going to be able to control myself and I'm going to want to eat what everyone else is eating. And I just can't stand to face the scale again tomorrow, having gone up. Your brain's not on board. And I guarantee if you skip the event and stay at home, you're going to eat just as much as you would if you'd gone to the event. It's not the event. It's your brain. So if you get to your brain to a place where it's like, I am 100% committed to the plan that I built for myself around food at this event. I'm committed to processing every single urge and craving and desire to eat something that's not on that plan when I'm at the event. I'm committed to letting other people see that I'm not doing what they're doing and letting them judge me and have that judgment of me and I don't care. Your brain is on board to go to that event and have the scale go down tomorrow. 100%. It's not the event. It's how you're thinking about it. And then editing your actions, cutting out foods, saying that you're going to go to the gym for a long time. It doesn't last. These actions aren't coming from a thought pattern that's going to create them consistently and create them in a way that feels good for you. In my example of the two like thought patterns around cutting out sugar, one of them is going to create cutting out sugar and that having that feel really good. Physically, mentally, emotionally, cutting out that sugar, that's going to feel good. You're going to feel at peace. You're going to feel confident and certain and calm and like you know how to do this. And then one of them trying to cut out sugar you're going to create more doubt and worry and anxiety and overwhelm. So you have to get the thought process behind that action in line before you can actually do it. And when we just say, I'm just going to cut out these things, I'm just going to go to the gym, we don't address what's going on behind the scenes, we will not be successful. We will put in a lot of effort and not see the scale go down and we'll just get frustrated about it. We'll give up which isn't fun for anyone. (laughs) Okay, so the actual problem is that when the scale goes up, reacting to it doesn't identify what the reason that the scale goes up. There's no growth there. You're keeping the pendulum swinging. You're reacting to the scale with a restrictive diet And it's just going to swing all the way to the other side and result in a binge. And that pendulum is just going to keep swinging. When we, okay, so let's just get into what you need to do when the scale goes up. So these are the three steps um, that we actually, that you need to focus on to actually affect change with the scale, to, to see the scale go up and feel confident and empowered to have it go back down again. This is how you really actually need to react to the scale going up. But I don't even mean react. I mean, like, because I think of reaction as such like a knee jerk, like, I'm not going to put any like 
intentional thought behind this. I'm just going to freak out and panic and, and react to it. So this is what this is what you actually need to do if the scale goes up. So we need to first and foremost identify why. And I don't just mean that like identifying why, oh, because I ate so bad. That's not identifying why. What caused you to eat the things that you ate? Why? So I ask this all the time in coaching. You know, the scale went up. I don't know what to do. I'm like, okay, why did the scale go up? Well, I ate this and I ate that. I'm like, yeah, I, I hear that that's the action that you took. Why did you take that action? What caused that action? What was the thought process behind that? What was the emotional state behind that? What were you thinking? What were you feeling that led to that? A lot of times I will just tell my like, don't give me any actions. I don't want any verbs. It's not what you ate. I don't need a list of foods. I only want to know what you were thinking and you were feeling that caused that action. So you, when the scale goes up, when you step on the scale and it goes up, and your brain just goes to panic and freak out and judgment. Back it up. What was I thinking and feeling yesterday or the last week that caused the scale to go up? What was that? I'm going to focus on that. So we want to identify why. Why did it go up? What was the thought process behind that? And then we're going to ask these three really powerful questions. This is something I teach my clients to, to take themselves through every day, at least once a week. These three questions, what worked, what didn't work, and what are you going to do differently next time? Ah, isn't that so simple? They're such neutral questions. There's no room for you judging yourself in those questions. What worked? Something always worked is what you'll find. Even if the scale went up, thinking back to yesterday or the week that led up to the scale going up, what worked? You did something that was working. What didn't work? Going into panic mode, judging myself, telling myself that I was going to cut out sugar forever. That didn't work. What am I going to do differently next time? And really focusing on those three things, giving yourself the opportunity to make this nice, clean plan and, and a place to kick off from, a place to start from that isn't a to-do list. And then this, the third one, number three. So once you have identified what was a thought process that caused the scale to go up, what I've, what have I been doing? What worked the last week or day? What didn't work? What do I want to do differently moving forward? Identifying those then we're going to get into our, like, what are we doing today? Our action for today. So I am allowing you an action in this. And this is the most simple thing. It's always what I recommend. And it also keeps the pendulum at neutral. We're not 
jumping into a restrictive diet. We're not going to swing it all the way to the other side where we have a binge. We're going to keep it super simple and super neutral. There's only one thing that we have to do. And that is allow your body to get to physical hunger before you eat. I love it. It's so simple. And it will actually, it's really the only thing that's going to help your body get processed through everything that it just ate. Processed through all of that sugar and water and salt and like gunk that it has to process out. Once it's done processing that and it's ready to be fueled again, it will let you know with physical hunger. It's kind of like we sometimes want to, you know, imagine if you're like just a very simplistic way of thinking about this, but imagine that you're driving your car and you had like, I don't even know, you would have experienced like you ran out of gas on the highway and you freaked out. And so you put gas in your car, you fill it all the way up. And then you just like continue to top it off. Like every gas station you drive by, your tank is still full. You're just like continuing to add fuel. Like, oh, I'll just stop in here and I'll get another couple cents. Like we kind of do that with our body. We tr- we like all of a sudden start to micromanage our body. So if our hunger level is our fuel tank and like our fuel meter telling us like, okay, I'm ready to be fueled. I'm on E and you can go ahead and fuel me now. Like we don't, we completely ignore that. We just try to micromanage it. Like I know better than what this fuel tank is telling me. If I don't just continue to fill this thing up, God forbid I could run out of gas again. Like that's not going to happen. We can't micromanage what the, the fuel tank meter, we can't micromanage our body. We have to allow it to get to reset and And how we do that is with physical hunger. This is the most powerful thing that you can take away from today's podcast. The only thing that you should do for your body to get it back to feeling really good is to allow it to get physically hungry. And that's it. And anything outside of that, any urge to eat, any desire to put something in your mouth. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's lunchtime. I should just go ahead and have the thing. It's, you know, I, I could starve to death on my way home today if I don't have lunch. Those are all urges and cravings that you have to process. Only thing you have to do is wait until you get physically hungry. That's it. That will allow your body to get everything out that it needs to to get back to homeostasis and for you to get back to feeling physically good. And it's the first step. Well, it's the third step (laughs) to having that scale start to go back down again. Okay. So thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, If you are interested in working with me, what I do is discovery calls. So book your call. The purpose of this is to show you, you personally, for you to take this time to discover personally what's been going on for you that is causing you to be at a weight that you don't want to be at. 
And I will tell you what needs to be done in order for to see that scale start moving down again. So the, this discovery call is meant to be an eye-opening time that you take for yourself. A lot of times we think we don't need it. We, uh, we ignore ourselves in this way. We like, you know, I can, I can figure this out. Like, I don't need to take time for myself. Take some time for yourself and get to the bottom of this. That's what the call is for. And if the program is right for you, if what I do with my clients is going to help you, we'll talk about that. But highly encourage you to take this time for yourself and really discover what's been going on for you that is causing you to be at a weight that you don't want to be at, to eat things that you don't want to eat. So you can book this call at bit.ly backslash call with Haley. That's B-I-T dot L-Y backslash call with Haley. And my name is spelled H-A-Y-L-E-Y. Okay. I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye. If you love what you hear on this show, and if you're done with dieting and you want to try a completely different approach to weight loss, I highly encourage you to sign up for a call with me. This is one-on-one time where you get to learn about yourself and discover if my program is what you need to get to the next stage of your weight loss. Go to bit.ly backslash call with Haley. That's B-I-T dot L-Y backslash call with Haley, H-A-Y-L-E-Y. I'll see you there.